second rampage without CM Punk. Second, good rampage. Second, enjoyable rampage. There's a pattern emerging here, is there not? Now, I've been a bit down on CM Punk, and there's a reason for that. However, this rampage really delivers some good matches. Not the first match, because, um, well, that's, that's Fish and Cole. Cole's so over. Stops the match in the middle of it to do his baby thing. People love it, and you can see people in the crowd behind him getting hyped up at the beginning of the match to do that boom thing and all that stuff. It's great. It doesn't really work that well in the match. It's okay, but... um. He does the baby thing when his opponent, Orange Cassidy, and um, and U- Wheelie Utah, when he tries to do the hands in pockets thing. Clearly, Cole is far more over than, I think, a rapidly diminishing Orange Cassidy, I believe. There are some good, there's some good work here, and do you know, it wonders will never cease. Wheelie Utah is allowed to actually do some wrestling. He's not just there to be beaten up and left for dead. Which has been the way it's been for the last few weeks. Didn't he get destroyed by wardrobe the other week? Anyway, there's a very nice double drop kick from the top for for Wheelie Utah. And actually, Cassidy and, um, and Wheelie Utah work very well together. They really do. They have some fun together as well. It's a very nice moment when um, Orange Cassidy is looking to hit the orange punch on. I think it's Fish. Probably he'll take most of the damage, won't he? Because you've got to protect Cole when he's in the corner and he's slowly coming over to him. And as he does, Willie Utah passes him and smacks him in the, uh, smacks Fish in the corner and then goes to the other corner and then runs again and just manages to get in to smack him in the corner. Orange Cassidy doesn't deliver the orange punch eventually, but it's nice. It's nice, fun work to see. That's really good, actually. There's also a really nice moment when, as Orange dives through the ropes, Wheelie Utah comes off off the top to the outside. That's really good as well. Utah gets a Northern Light suplex for a, for a two count. And then there's um, there's a fish fal- avalanche falcon arrow for the pin on Wheelie Utah. Crowd are silent. As he's going for it, he looks like he might be going for a superplex. Taz calls it a super superplex. Well, and this has been something that's been happening with wrestling recently. People bigging up a superplex to be something more than a superplex. It isn't. It's a superplex. It's a tough and dangerous move, but so many wrestling moves are. Anyway, it wasn't a superplex, it was a falcon arrow, which only just got turned into one late on. Good match to start, but nothing special. Now, we've got Tony Nice, charisma-free zone in my view, who's arrived and says that he wants to challenge Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship on his first night there in the ring. Well, I mean, that's all well and good, but you've got these things called rankings, and they they made a big fuss of the rankings. But of course, I suppose you could say, oh, the TNT is, an, is oh, it's an open, an open challenge. No, no, you have these things called rankings. So for the belts, people have to work their way up. So there's no way Sammy Gravara is going to accept, oh, here comes Sammy. 
Oh, he's accepted it. And then he gets a smack in the back of the head from Tony Nese, who looks like he's going to be some kind of um, heel. The crowd didn't expect that. Don't like it. I'm not bothered, because Tony Nese is a charisma-free zone, as I said. But what about these ballyhooed rankings? Who's number one contender for the chip? Are oh, you not bothered about that? Oh, only some belts. I see. Okay, here's a Black Friday Needler match. Well, we, you know, you might as well. This is Black Friday Rampage. So you might as well have a Black Friday Needler match. And it's fabulous. Riho versus Britt Baker. And you know what? Oh, oh. D-D-S. D-M-D. D-D-D-D-D-D-D-S. Isn't it? Anyway, Britt Baker. And it's not for the championship. But there's such a lot of energy here and such a lot of frenetic moves. It's great, including a Rio huge dive to the outside. She really tries hard here, Rio. Or Rio. Nice running knee. And then there's some great action in this match. Go back and have a look at it. It's it's fabulous. And the ending is something special as well. In that Riho gets the win with a roll-up and gets a championship shot. Fabulous. A championship shot, chip shot. A championship chip shop she gets. She's gifted a chip shop because it is Black Friday and now she'll be giving you battered fish and chips whenever you want it. I'm not quite sure that's what happened, but I think so. Now, to the main event. Eddie Kingston is so over, and quite right too. When you see the Tribune piece he wrote recently, you know, it's so good that he's got a big federation, a big promotion, paying him hopefully big money, and he can say to his um, his nephews, and there I am, and look, I became a wrestler. I wanted to be a wrestler. I never thought it would happen for me. Eventually it's happened. It's great. And with him fighting Garcia, it's going to be something a bit special because you know, you've got, I suppose, uncompromising brutality versus um, high-flying brutality. So either way, you've got brutality. Now, Kingston handles Garcia early on, doing his kind of spoiling thing, cutting down the, cutting down the space, like in boxing, you know, smothering his work, which is great. He even bites. Garcia at one point when he's on top he then has a bad knee either he does have a bad knee because you see him mouth the word shit and he's got his arm taped up because he's been injured and you wonder whether he has got a bad knee or not now we're so invested in his story that I'm willing to believe oh that's a shame because I want to see him go on a long run but maybe it's not because Garcia then worked on the knee after clipping it roll through knee bar heel hook after tasting a power bomb from Kingston, so he got he got got him up to that, and then hammer fists. There's a really nasty butterfly release suplex from Kingston. Didn't look like the knee was bothering him there actually. Garcia landing on the back of his neck, and a nasty lariat from Garcia to take um, Kingston over. Then there's a lovely Saito suplex, and he connects with the back fist to give Eddie Kingston the pin. That was a really good match and a really good thing to end Rampage on. Daniel Garcia's a great fighter, he's got that nastiness. Eddie Kingston's a great fighter, he's got that nastiness. Just in different ways. I suppose Kingston's a bit of a tweener, really. And this was a, I mean, great match to end on. Uncompromising. 
Young versus experience. High flying with brutality versus brutality with brutality. I like that. And I liked that Black Friday needle match. It's like it's like some kind of needle needle, Black Friday half-price needle matches. And I love the way that um, that Riho's been given a chip shop because she won. I'm sure that's what happened. Is that what happened? I think it is. Wasn't too happy with the first match. Fish and Cole. Cassidy and Utah is alright. Nothing special. Bit of a laugh. Cole's over, put him on first. They didn't gel really. I'm not happy with Tony Nice just stepping into the title picture. But those two matches, this is what AEW is all about. Less soap opera, more fighting, more wrestling. Ring to the back, not the back to the ring. Now, angle to ring is what they've been doing quite a lot of recently and been less successful because of it in my view. But this, two great matches in the ring. That's what I want to see. And CM Punk, nowhere to be found. That's something else I want to see on Rampage. Let's see what happens next week. Punk equals poor. No punk equals more. Ta-ta.